Coming to you from the heart of the heartland, you're listening to Life Chat, a podcast designed to help independent agents make life easy. It's important to note the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of EMC National Life. Now it's time to get things started. Let's join our life insurance team. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Life Chat. I'm Laura Timmons, Marketing Analyst for EMC National Life. And I'm Anna Coleman, Marketing Communications Coordinator at EMC National Life, and we are your hosts for today's podcast. At EMC National Life, our purpose is to improve lives. And one way we're doing that is through our 2023 agent, agent education campaign, Healthy Life. Each month, we're focusing on different aspects of wellness and how we can incorporate balance and wellness into our everyday lives. During the month of August, we are highlighting social wellness, which is the ability to relate to and connect with other people in our world. Positive social habits can help you build support systems and stay healthier both mentally and physically. To help us with our discussion on social wellness, I'd like to introduce our guest, Nathan Beacom, the Executive Director of the Lyceum Movement. Welcome, Nathan. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little more about your work with the Lyceum Movement? Sure. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, yeah, so I'm from Des Moines, um, you know, born and raised in Iowa. Um, and I moved back to Des Moines uh, a few years ago, kind of during the pandemic time, I think when a lot of people were shifting around and moving. Um, and that's kind of when this idea for the Lyceum movement was sparked. So the Lyceum movement uh, has a history that goes back to the founding of Des Moines, but wasn't just uh, limited to Des Moines. It was kind of a national movement uh, in the 19th century. And what Lyceums were, were these public halls where people would come to learn and think and talk together about big ideas. So all of the best and brightest authors and thinkers and leaders would come through places like Des Moines and, and give their spiel and people would talk about those ideas together. So uh, Mark Twain or Frederick Douglass or Ralph Waldo Emerson, people you might have heard of, were coming to Des Moines and giving these lectures uh, and talks. Um, and it was a place where people could come across all kinds of lines of difference and just uh, talk about big ideas as a community. So after COVID-19, when people had been stuck behind Zoom screens or in their homes for so long, uh, we brought this idea back as a time to promote some of what you're talking about as far as um, social bonds and social ties uh, and also um, to kind of combat some of the polarization that had happened at the time and to bring people together to form relationships and talk about interesting subjects together and continue in lifelong learning. That's very cool. In what ways have you seen positive social connections form through the Lyceum Movement events? Yeah. So as I mentioned, there's there's the loneliness kind of that happened with the pandemic and people being stuck in their houses. But really, it's been a trend that's been happening for several decades. Um, and the Surgeon General uh, recently put out a big report about this, and it's a big initiative for the federal government because when you lack that social connection, you're health outcomes and life outcomes and well-being all decline. So what we've seen that's really exciting in our events is there's people who are like, wow, I was hungry for this kind of connection that I didn't realize I was missing. You know, we might think that we can replace uh, in-person conversations with social media, um, but it's just not the same. So we see people's eyes light up and a lot of really fun energy when they have the chance to come and meet new people they would have never run into in another circumstance and then get to have these really deep and meaningful conversations um, it's, it's a thing I think that's part of, uh, part of human nature that, um, we miss a lot today and that we've been able to facilitate at the Lyceum. 
That's great. And I've been to a few of the Lyceum events and I can say for sure that it's nice to get out of your comfort zone a little bit, mm -hmm. talk to people you don't normally talk to and talk about these different ideas that don't really come in everyday conversations with some people. So I think they're really great events. Is there anything you've learned from some of the different speakers that you've hosted um, at the Lyceum events that relate to social wellness? Yeah. So um, we've had, I'll say just real briefly that the other thing about it, it might sound like intimidating to talk to new people or something. Um, mm -hmm. But there's there's a lot of studies and research on this that people rate themselves as thinking they're not going to enjoy it or it's going to be difficult or something before they talk to somebody new. And then afterwards, they always, almost always rate the interaction as positive and that they're happier than they were uh prior to having the interaction. So we underestimate how much uh, we actually enjoy these things, um, but we really do. So from, from our speakers, we've had people, we've had psychologists, we've had journalists, um, we've had public school teachers. And when it comes to social wellness, an interesting thing I learned was just, uh, just the statistics kind of on how much of our day we spend on our phones, especially, you know, from the public school perspective, um, but also how, how, how much people, including young people and students, are uncomfortable with spending that much time on their phones and would like the more in-person connection. Um, so it's a it's a challenge to social wellness, but also encouraging because I think people recognize that it's something they need. It's interesting what you've mentioned about social media too, is that people are sort of using it as a substitute for face-to-face -face socialization, thinking that it's kind of filling the same gap when a lot of those algorithms just push you towards content that reinforces what you already think and mm -hmm. tends to not give you a very well-rounded perspective. I'd read statistics and things like that about isolation and loneliness in older adults, but a lot of the information coming out now about teenagers and the mm -hmm. and preteens even and the negative effects of spending so much time on social media and sort of the skewed perspectives it can give them is mm -hmm. is terrible, but really interesting. It's great that there's, you know, movements like this. Yeah. It's an opportunity, I think like you're saying, it's an opportunity to interact people with people who might think different than you. And so it provides a kind of balance in that way. And you, you see other people as human beings. And also just that, that element of just being really physically present uh, with someone is, is just different than being behind a screen and thinking of somebody as a username or an anonymous account or whatever. It's interesting what you said, too, about people underestimating how much they're going to enjoy the experience, too. Because I've seen some studies that they've done where they sort of challenge people to strike up conversations just casually, like on public transportation or when you're mm -hmm. buying your morning coffee. And they always, you know, before they begin, they sort of dread it and they think that it's going to have a negative impact on their happiness for the day or their satisfaction. And then at the end of the study, they're like the people who went out and intentionally struck up those conversations, even just small ones in passing, um, had so much more satisfaction from their day and felt so much happier by the end of it and were very surprised by that response. So it's a good challenge to those of us that are maybe a little bit more introverted to just give it a try and it'll probably turn out a lot better than you think. Yeah. And I'm introverted too. And I think a nice thing about these events is we provide a really nice uh, easy way for you to do it um, in a way that I think feels feels comfortable and gives you a setup to have a really great conversation. That's fantastic. So introverts, <laughs> accept the challenge. You can You're do not. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so what are some ways that we can build healthy relationships with others in our communities? Yeah, I think all kinds of, you know, whether it's the Lyceum or the Rotary Club, just 
join something, I think is the message, um, whether it's a church community or whatever it is, all of the evidence points to the fact that you're going to be happier, that our community will be stronger if you join a club, you know, it could be a sports club, whatever it is. That's great advice. I know a lot, you know, in college, when you go, you start, you could join the like intramural clubs or do stuff. But once you kind of start your adult life, it's a little bit harder to seek those things out or to right. fit it into your day-to-day -day routine. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, a nice challenge that a lot of us can accept. So to add on to that conversation, what are some things that you do in your life to make positive social wellness improvements? Yeah. So honestly, I think uh, a big part of it for me is just doing the Lyceum. You know, I kind of have a ready-made way to do it. But I think I think like being intentional about inviting people over even something as simple as that. There are a lot of statistics about like uh, people just hang out less, have less dinner parties, um, visit each other less. So any anything like that, I think, is is working towards the good. That's great. I was thinking about that recently, like dinner parties. Like we have friends that just moved um, a couple blocks from us. And I'm like, oh, I hope we can start like having dinner together more. And mm -hmm just adding that to kind of like your weekly or monthly routine. Right. You mentioned earlier about just like joining an activity. And one thing I had written down was I joined uh, my choir at church the, over mm -hmm. the last year. It just gives me something to look forward to every Wednesday night. You know, I go to practice. I'm able to socialize with people that I don't maybe only see like once a week or even less. Uh, so that's one way that I incorporate social wellness into my routine. How about you, Laura? That's okay. That's a fun fact too, because Anna is an excellent singer. And actually, oh, when you. I started working at EMCNL, um, I joined during the pandemic, so we were fully remote. And Anna actually sang at my wedding, and that okay. was the first time that we'd actually seen each other in person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It> was like <laughs> in the middle of my actual wedding ceremony, which was <laughs> wow, just so funny to me. Yeah. So, sorry, Anna. That was probably that funny. the best I'll ever look. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> I peaked too early in the friendship. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would say that intentionally scheduling in that face-to-face -face interaction, some of those, you know, social wellness things you ought to be doing or things that I'm maybe not doing super well right now. I've noticed like I text my friends more than call and... um tend to go further sort of longer in between hanging out in person so that's something mm -hmm. that I've um, been wanting to do better at but specifically I know we already mentioned dinner parties but my parents um, are in multiple like dinner clubs and wine clubs and they have great times with their friends so it's something that they've modeled really well sort mm -hmm. of through my mm -hmm. whole life and so I'm like man I want to start a dinner club like I want to host dinner parties so, and I think you just That's need like idea. one, one couple from your friend group to kind of like start the trend. And cause mm -hmm. I think people are sort of hungry for that kind of interaction and they think it's going to be like more work or maybe not as no satisfying as they, you know, <laughs> 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 sorry, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but yeah, I do think that people will get more out of it and it, it won't be as big of an obstacle as they think it will be. So I'm excited to accept that challenge in my own life. Um, and then one last question for you. Um, how can we learn more about the Lyceum movement? Or maybe if somebody's not in the Des Moines area, any resources you can recommend to find, you know, another chapter, maybe something similar in their communities? Yeah, so we have um, chapters in Minnesota, Michigan, and uh, another chapter in Jefferson, Iowa, and probably in Missouri too soon. Um, if you are in Des Moines, or if you just want to learn more about it, you can go to lyceummovement.org. 
L-Y-C-E-U-M, movement.org. Read all about it there. And people in other towns actually can apply to start a chapter, you know, if it's if it's something they're interested in bringing it into their community. Um, but that'd be the best starting place is probably just visiting our website. And you can see photos and videos and read about the history and all that, too. That's awesome. Hopefully, maybe listening to this podcast will spark someone's interest yeah. in starting a new chapter. So thank you, Nathan, for joining us today. This has been a great discussion. I know I learned a lot, and I hope our listeners did too. Um, We are all about improving lives here at EMC National Life. Social wellness is key to maintaining a healthy quality of life. It also positively benefits your mental and physical health, which can lower your life insurance premiums, making it easier to provide peace of mind to those you love. And this episode is part of our Healthy Life campaign, where we're striving to improve lives through balance and wellness. Visit our microsite at emchealthylife.com for podcast episodes, articles, social media content, and more. If you have any ideas or questions for future podcast episodes, please email us at lifechat at emcnl.com. The link will be in the show notes. We would love to hear from you. Thank you, Nathan, again for joining the podcast today. To learn more about the Lyceum Movement, please visit lyceummovement.org. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today on social wellness. Have a great day. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.